0: Hello there, this is James Eek, and you're listening to the Warriors Way podcast. This is episode 144. Holy jumping! I am back from the mid season hiatus, I guess you could say. Uh, And I'm actually going to talk about what I've been doing for the past three weeks or so. Um, I was having a bit of an epic adventure in Iceland. Um If you've ever been to Iceland, you know that Epic is pretty much par for course when you're there. If you have it on your list of things you want to do, I have to tell you, do not delay. Get there as soon as you possibly can. Save your pennies. Collect bottles and bring them to the depot. Whatever you have to do, but get there. It is beyond words and description and any picture or video or anything else to be honest doesn't really do it any justice because it is just unbelievable I uh, if you don't know I am of Norse descent my last name is actually Old Norse and I I've always wanted to find out more about, you know, where I come from. It's, for those of us that train, whether you train in, you know, martial arts or Buddhism or yoga or whatever else, we tend to fixate on those individuals that have given us the path that we're on, you know, so... You study Shotokan karate, and you're really into Kichin Funakoshi. You study Aikido. You're really into Washiba Sensei. You study the stuff that I teach, and you're really into Gurdan and Osanto. And that's all very good. And it, the same thing happens with, you know, anything that people are fully embracing. You know, so in Buddhism, you call that your Dharma ancestors. It's the people that are related to you through the practice. And it's very important that you do have that respect because they are literally the people that you can thank for having what you've got. You know, if you study a certain martial art, you may think that, you know, say you do the Shotokan karate thing and you love going to your dojo and you love the people that you train with and your sensei and all the rest of it, you take Gichin Funakoshi out of that picture and suddenly you actually don't have anything. Your teacher doesn't have the art, your dojo is probably a coffee shop, (laughs) you probably make more money selling coffee anyways. And you you really have nothing. So that reverence and respect for those people that have shown you the way or, you know, have that transmission from generation to generation, it is very, very important. Because you literally would have nothing if it wasn't for that. But we are all unique little snowflakey individuals. And none of us are quite the same and all that is thanks to all of those blood ancestors that you have as well and we sometimes forget that you know we get caught up in our lives and we are motivated by those things that we perceive ourselves as you know evolving thanks to so you know our teachers and things like that and we forget that the feet that you're walking with they actually belong more to your ancestors than they do to you And it's very easy for us to lose sight of that in the world that we, for the most part, live in. You know, I live in Canada, and the way that Canada does things is we all kind of peacefully coexist, and we're all Canadian, and we don't think too much about where we individually come from, for the most part. And that happens, you know, I'm sure that's the same in the US or in a lot of countries. However, you're still that person, or those people, I should say, that came before you. You're looking at things with their eyes, you're hearing with their ears, you're moving with their bodies. Because without any single one of them, you would not exist. So that, and in and of itself, means that you probably should pay some attention to where you come from. Because you will learn about who you are that way. So, for me, part of going to Iceland was exactly that. I knew that Iceland really has, in a lot of ways, preserved that Norse culture, that Norse vibe. I mean, it's a place that was, in a lot of ways, so difficult for people to live in for such a long time that uh, the world that evolved there is directly related to the hardiness of those first Norse people that went to this amazing, amazing, amazing island of fire and volcanoes and ice and rugged remoteness. I'm not going to get too much into all the little details of what I learned there, because this podcast would go on for hours, to be honest with you. But the things that I can tangibly talk about in terms of, you know, what could be important to you is kind of about that hardiness. The fact that you have your life is in no small part because of the suffering that the people that came before you had to endure you're living a life that is a dream for those people that starved and fought and somehow persevered and many didn't if they could see the life that most of us have now they would just be like oh my gosh you live like spa life (laughs) even though they probably would have no idea what a spa is When you go to Iceland, it becomes very obvious very quick that this place, you have to be stronger there to survive. Now, of course, these days are different. You know, there's commodification and capitalism and all this kind of stuff that brings in avocados from wherever avocados come from to Iceland, which seems very strange, by the way. Um, you know, all the things that you're used to, you can get in Iceland. But there was a time when the people starved. There was a time when, you know, you really had to fight just to, to make it there. And as a result, what you get is a place that kind of reverberates with this feeling of be stronger. It embraces it, actually, and here's what I mean. When you're driving around in Iceland, you will, of course, be blown away by the train, but what you're gonna see, almost every curve in the road that you go on is endless long-haired sheep. You're gonna see equal numbers of the coolest, furriest, free-range horses you've ever seen in your life. And all of these things just kind of look at you with this hey, buddy, I think I might be tougher than you. <laughs> and they probably are. If you can imagine what the conditions can be like there, the winds that sometimes are, you know, close to hurricane force winds, and these horses are just standing there like it's no big deal, you know, and the sheep are just hunkered down being sheep and. You know, I often was joking that I wonder what it takes for the wind to knock over one of those sheep and just send it rolling away. (laughs) The ravens there, I heard, will actually wait for a sheep to get pushed over by the wind and they will pluck out their eyes. That is hardcore. And that's kind of what Iceland's like. Now, you've probably heard that there's geothermal pools everywhere so you can go to these cool hot springs and sit in this hot water and it's just so awesome but equally awesome is that the people there will submerge themselves in cold water and what I was told by someone that I met there is that yeah the the hot tubs or hot pots as they call them are awesome but the People in Iceland, you soak in cold water. That's what's actually healing. And I have to tell you, I love it. I loved every second of it. I went there, and as I'm doing this podcast, it's mid-October. I was at one of these places, decided to go for a swim in this freezing cold lake that was about five degrees (laughs) and it makes me cold just thinking about it but it was awesome I loved it and this is something that I am going to keep doing because of apart from all the health benefits because you can read about all that stuff you know doing a cold plunge or ice plunge or whatever you want to call it is a hugely beneficial thing for us to do but the thing that I love about it is it really puts any sort of concept of what your training actually is into a different perspective nothing makes you work on your breath control better than freezing cold water nothing makes you have some discipline with your mind better than freezing cold water And I think that in terms of, you know, if I was only to take one lesson from Iceland, it would be that one thing. That you need to train yourself to not be so fragile, not be so prone to the woe is me. That what true training is actually about, is about disciplining the mind disciplining the body and learning to deal with life because you know life can really be ups and downs all the time can't it but when we daily practice this idea of you know not being so fragile of being more disciplined of learning to deal with the harshness of the cold it changes you And what I've found in, you know, something as simple as jumping into a freezing cold body of water is that the rest of your day after that, nothing bothers you. Nothing bothers you. Everything's good. Whether that's a, you know, hormonal or chemical release of your body or blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It builds resiliency. And just like those horses and sheep, well, and the awesome ravens, Yeah, yeah, there you go, you're talking to me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, if only I could tell you how that has been going on for the past month, that's a whole other podcast. Um, Yeah, it builds this toughness in you, if that's the right word. But I don't think it, it's toughness, it's just embracing what comes and knowing that it'll all be good in the end, anyways. <laughs> in Iceland, they have a kind of motto, I guess you could call it. And in Icelandic, it's pronounced in this way, and excuse me if you're like, your Icelandic sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that the dust dust, And, you know, it, it goes along with this idea that, well, you had plans to go to the caves of Hetla, but there was a blizzard. So instead, you know, you decided to hunker down and spend the day just around a fire. It's all good. It all works out. Don't worry about it. And that is the way that they live their lives there. And that is a very cool and useful lesson for us all. Teta red dust. It's all going to work out. Don't worry about it. Don't stress it. Chill out. Just like that awesome shaggy horse on that wind-blown plain, you have to just deal and not take it all personally. The wind doesn't blow to somehow spite you the snow doesn't fall you know as some sort of curse on you life is what it is and it can be enjoyed no matter what's happening you can choose to take that blizzard in a bad way and grumble about it you can choose to complain about your job and everything else in your life but at the end of the day it's all good it's all good and life is amazing And it is full of magic, and it's full of wonder. And if you go to Iceland, I hope that you experience that. But I also hope that you can experience that in your day-to-day life. Da-da-da dust. It's all good, it all works out. It's all gonna be fine in the end. So, my suggestion to you, other than get on a plane and get to Iceland, Put yourself through some suck whether it's jumping into some cold water or dealing with you know a very warm sauna if that's more your jam learn to persevere be like one of those awesome horses of Iceland and you'll find that that's what actually matters the most in your training is learning to just deal with the way life is and not to judge it and not to judge yourself and not to curse everything around you because it's all happening just the way it should. Until next time, train hard, have fun, and be a good friend. Check out the website, warriorsway.ca. Leave an awesome review for this podcast and tell your friends and your enemies and your frenemies all about it drop me a line, and just keep being cool. That the red dust. Take care now.